What's happening, guys? It's Adam here. Just a quick word from our sponsors before we kick off today's episode. That is Beer52.com. Beer52 is the UK's most popular craft beer discovery club. They're number one, baby. And they'll send you some amazing beers every month, and you can rate and review them via their website to earn points and rewards. Now, every month's beers that you get sent will have a brand new theme. Past themes have been the beers of Germany, California, Belgium, Korea, New Zealand, South Africa, and many, many more. And they've kindly given our listeners an exclusive offer. You'll get a free case of eight beers, an award-winning beer magazine, and a tasty snack the second you sign up. They'll send them out in the post here, and you can't catch Corona from the post. All you have to do is pay a few quid for the delivery, and you can cancel or pause your membership at any time. Sign up now at beer52.com slash word. That's our exclusive link. That's B-E-E-R 52.com slash W-O-R-D. You'll claim your free case of beer, and for every person that signs up via that link only, they slide us a little bit of money. That supports the podcast. It helps us out. It's win-win. So do us a favour, pause the pod here, go and do that now, and then enjoy the episode. Nice one. See you in a bit. Fucking did it in one take, bro. Yeah, man. Now, I'm getting the word not. Upset me, nasty bitch. Catch me outside. How about that? I'm big boned. I'm heavy structure. I'm hung low. If I pull my shit out, this whole room get dark. Disgusting! It's the end of the world as we know it, and I feel like podcasting with video on YouTube, on social media at Have a Word Pod. You are listening to the funniest podcast in the game. Have a Word. Shut down dailies. Let's get through this mess together. <laughs> Don't you worry, don't you worry, child. Tune. You having a beer? There was a time I used to look into my father's eyes. What a fucking tune. Where did that come from? Where's that come from? I think it was on an Asda before. Hey, your Asda's a rave, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Upon the hill across the blue lake. (laughs) The next song there was Scooter. (laughs) (laughs) fucking hell oh mate i am well in i am well into the lockdown locking already those who are like well the pod was a bit later than normal we have knocked it back for a couple of reasons (laughs) completely innocuous bullshit reasons which is fine but it's a of all the days to have to knock back the record of a pod the lockdown lock-in is the most dangerous of the days to fuck with. <laughs> oh, has been drinking since two. Oh, shit, Billy. I did a little bit of gardening. I was like, God, you've done really well then. You deserve a drink before lunch. <laughs> and then I fucking lost my parrot. Shadow! <laughs> Can I just say, I've just got to say this. I'm already bored of it. There's been so much about her in the past 24 hours. The the Show Me Love remix, though, was the best one. Oh, dun, yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's one of those things on social media that, especially in a lockdown, people will be like, ah, I'm fucking bored. 
And when something catches there, it like you can, it just it's happening faster and more intensely than normal. Yeah. Like it'll, it'll usually it'd be done in three days. You'd be like, oh, I'm done with this. People are already like, nah, 24 <laughs> hours later, I'm done. Because <laughs> people have got time to make gifts and memes and little vi like piss take videos. Like everyone's got more time to fuck around with it. It's all just intensified. <laughs> but uh, I've put it on the soundboard. Chanel! And it's not going anywhere. Take it off. It's not. Get, who the fuck is that soundboard? No, no, Get no, rid no. of that. No, no, no. No, no. <sighs> wait, let's wait till you go uber scouse. I think she might be a relative. I'm not convinced she's not related to you. It feels very, like a, feels very Gene Pooley. Go on. You know, Olive Pill's got like such a strong identity of people. Has Preston got that? Do you all sort of like each other? And the Preston look after their own, or is it fucking every man for themselves up there? It's difficult with uh, times like Preston, isn't it? Because Preston's just a northwest mill town, so. It's hard to be like, ah, really strong sense of identity. You know, very, very independent from all other um, towns and cities. What about Blackburn? Well, no, we're very different from Blackburn, really. <laughs> yeah, they're like 14 miles over there. What about <laughs> what about Burnley? Oh, completely different from Burnley. Fucking million miles away from Burnley. Like, it's difficult for towns that size to be like, we are totally different. Like, it's not that much like different there's no other Liverpool I think that's why Manchester and Liverpool piss each other off so much because you're very very different but actually there's, there are there are similarities like you're massive mm -hmm. big behemoths there's no other towns or cities and, and Manchester and Liverpool are different enough ironically their wealth is totally built on each other like without one the other is struggling without all the shit to go through Liverpool where would it go it went to Manchester without Liverpool how would they get it on the land like it, those two cities are tied to each other they fucking hate each dun, other and then slave cities built on slavery <laughs> uh, wouldn't be successful without the slave money slave money that's our new anthem that yeah. was the Beatles first song yeah just, yeah they uh, just decided not yeah. slave money Epstein thought probably not I think hard days nights fine um, she loves Can you <laughs> she loves you yeah 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 <laughs> slave money yeah yeah I always think Albert Dock because that's the first place I ever gigged in Liverpool was Albert Dock down at Rawhide and you're like oh this is a basement on the dock and you're like, oh, it's beautiful, isn't it? It's been regenerated <laughs> in the 80s. Beautiful. Oh, what's the history of this dock? Fucking evil, boy. Real <laughs> fucking evil. Have I told you that mine and Jade's first date was at the Slavery Museum? Have hmm? I told you that? No. No. <laughs> yeah. That's where our first date was. Uh, you, Because you know bitches get horny when they... <laughs> When they, when they, when they hear the story of human trafficking, um, I'm sure I've told you this on the no, podcast. No, you've not. Before. You no, have not. It's not like I'd be like, oh, which which <laughs> slavery museum first date story you've told? Oh no, I've not. I've not heard the Jade one. No, you've not. In the slavery museum as well. When you go in the foyer, there's a big uh, the what? Like in the entrance. The what? Like there's a foyer, like an entrance foyer. The foyer. Whatever. Yeah. The foyer. All right. Cool. Foyer, right? And in the foyer, <laughs> there's a donations bowl where you can donate to the museum. All right. And it says on the donations bowl, please give generously. Our staff work for free. 
at the slavery museum. <laughs> oh, how did they get there? Bus, taxi, hopefully. Not by fucking chips. Can I just say, just because I've had a few beers and I feel like I know you well enough now that I can say this, Preston is one of my least favourite places in the world. <laughs> okay, well, uh, the band today... <laughs> <laughs> I just feel dead eggy in Preston when it when the Preston Frog and Bucket Comedy Club was there. That walk from Preston train station to the Frog and Bucket, I just felt like I might get murdered at any point. It was just oh dead my god! Odd. And you're from Liverpool. Um, yeah, I mean, Liverpool's fair enough. If someone was from like a village in the Cotswolds, to be like, "Ooh, Preston's a bit thick and edgy, isn't it?" But you're coming from Liverpool. That's not exactly you know Vanilla Lane, is it? What is Vanilla Lane? <laughs> <laughs> Vanilla Lane is in my <laughs> in my pants. <laughs> right, so you walked from one side of Preston to the town centre wise, you've walked from the railway station down Fishergate into town. Yeah. And that the first two thirds of that walk is basically our main shopping street. Not particularly eggy. Then there's the middle of town where all the bars are. And then that last sort of quarter of a mile is down into fucking Rapeyville. It's the worst. <laughs> the Frog and Bucket, if you've if you've never heard of these names, right? Let me tell you about the club and then Preston. The Frog and Bucket is a comedy club that started in Manchester. A guy basically bought a pub and they started comedy downstairs and it all just basically there was like momentum and it became a pub that became a comedy club. And now it's weirdly one of the most famous names in circuit comedy in the UK. Also, some of that fame is down to notoriety because it, in its time, has been fucking hairy. Like, not for me and Adam, but for, like, London comics were like, oh, my God, it's rather threatening. But, <laughs> but the guy who owns it, Dave, who's a... who's I still call him boss because he, he was the guy that took me from the bar to the office to the stage he's been amazing to me and his and his daughter Jess is now the, the general manager they're my friends as well as my like you know people I work for I a few years ago they bought a venue in in Preston and I used to walk past there when I went to college I went to the Catholic college in town you'd get off the bus station which is fucking grim as is <laughs> About 40% of 50% of Preston Town Centre needs to be flattened and started again. There's some bits that are quite nice. A lot of it is fucking... It, I remember once getting the bus and I missed the stop that we usually get. So I was just visiting my sister and me and my nephew got the bus. I looked after him sometimes in the week when my sister was working. And we got off the bus stop after which is the worst way to walk into Preston Town Centre. And it was like a Tuesday morning where no one that's got a job is out all the fucking weirdos are out. It felt like a first-person zombie shoot 'em up. <laughs> you know when you're looking around going, if you told me this was like a like a Lancashire zombie game, because everywhere you look, you're just like... <laughs> some fucking remtard. And then you stopped looking at your uh, nephew <laughs> and had a look at the other people. And then I and then I looked out of the shop window. <laughs> it was me, guys. A little bit of self-deprecation. Lovely town. Lovely spending time there. It it it's fucking special. And they bought this venue. I used to walk past there in the morning on the way to college, and I used to think, "Fuck me, I'm never drinking in that shithole." People have been murdered there. Little did I know that ten years later I would be doing comedy gigs there. <laughs> I think they bought the. I think they'd have bought that lease. The whole thing, the freehold, for about I'd guess twenty eight quid, and <laughs> I think they might still own it now. And it, yeah, it. Preston's 
got its nice bits. But if you put a comedy club there, a lot of the people that I know from comedy think Preston is worse than it is because of where that comedy club was. They're like, oh yeah, Preston's smacky murder town. And you're like, it's not actually that bad. But if you put a comedy club just next to smacky murder town, everyone in comedy is going to be like, I remember John Bishop asked, text me and was like, mate, I want to do some new material. And this is when John Bishop was a household name. He drove up in his Range Rover. He was like, where am I going to park here? And I was outside on my phone. I went, oh, look, I'll jump in. I jumped into his swish, uh, like whatever, Range Rover. He drove around and I could see the look of fear in his eyes as he parked his £90,000 car. And I was like, yep, yeah, this is where you're playing tonight. So Preston, not great. I'll be honest, not great. I, I've got a little bit of pride because it's... I know the people there, there's some good people there, but I'm not one of those people that'd be like, fuck you, that's my hometown. I'm not. Oh, I've got I know. a funny little story for you about a gig I did in Preston. There's a little sort of art sensory place. What's it called? Yeah, they, burnt, the they burnt that down. No one trusted it. They thought it was a gay bar and then they torched it. Oh, I know. John Gray used to be involved with it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll remember the name at uh, no point, but Legend, turned up there to do a gig, right? Bethany Black was on. And I think. Tony Basnett was comparing and that was the bill it was two of us doing sets and one compare and it was in this tiny little room and uh, I went to the fella how many how many have we got booked in for tonight and he goes six and I went what <sighs> this was like a Friday night he went yeah we've got six in and I went six people how are you affording to pay us he goes well we get funding for like from the council like an arts council we just have to keep things on so we're just doing that and I went, do you always get six? And he went, no, we usually have like eight, nine or ten. <laughs> you should have been here last month. It was so, heaving. <laughs> I went, oh, right, okay. And then about ten minutes later, we were just talking about whatever. And Tony Bassett went, oh, I walk past the uh, the town hall or whatever you have in Preston on the way here. Alan Carr's on tonight. And he went, the guy who ran the gig with no irony whatsoever went, That'll be where the other people are who normally come here. Uh, <laughs> give me a fucking break. Thing is, though, I feel like duty-bound to defend Preston, but I basically moved away as soon as I could, and I've tried desperately not to move back, so I'm not like a hometown boy. Like, it's pretty... But, but honestly, everyone I know from school, no one lives there anymore. I sort of feel for towns Preston size, about 150,000 people, because everyone just goes, oh, can I fuck off now? What, for university? And then never come back. Nice one, I'm off. See you later. Like, I, hardly anyone I went to school with is still there. Liverpool's one of them places that not only do you do you keep the people that live there, you get the people from places like Preston, like Manchester, London. Oh, it's, it's a fucker. I don't want to be, like, <laughs> slagging it off, but... It was just, it was all right to grow up in, but no, it's shit in it. It's a bit it's shit. Can't, it can't sustain a gig. It can't no. sustain a gig for some fucking reason. There's like good gigs all over the place. You're like, well, sometimes can't do it. There's sometimes where you're like, this, this should. Mate, I've gigged in Stockton upon tees. Stockton's like fucking hell, and they've got an amazing gig. It's nothing to do with the town. A good gig can happen anywhere, but there's some places that, for whatever reason, you're like, why is there no gig? You're like, no, I don't trust it. Like, why would I pay £10 speak to hear someone else talk? It's fucking, <laughs> it's fucking painful. 
fucking pe- and that was the hard thing about gigging at the frog and bucket because i'm i was from there i'm a hometown boy and like when they were bellends i was like oh you cunts are my bellends when you play another town and everyone's a dickhead you're like oh i don't give a shit i'm not from it when you play in your hometown and people are being fucked with you're like oh fuck, i better went to I fucking school liverpool has probably got the worst reputation other than glasgow in the uk for non-local acts hasn't it like liverpool for a long time had a rep as being the hardest town to play as a comedian well it is one of the hardest times to play as a comedian <laughs> that's that's why I don't <laughs> it is of, co- of course it is yeah why because everyone's fucking chippy <laughs> <laughs> you know that the worst thing Liverpool ever told itself was hey we're very funny in Liverpool got a sense of humour you're like well there's about 650,000 people call themselves Scouse and I don't think every one of them's a fucking stand up because I've talked to some of the cunts and they do not seem that fucking sharp it's this weird thing of like no no we're very funny so let me tell you what I think about your comedy now now a working class dock city yeah you're going to have an edge you've got you, by by the history of Liverpool, the Irish population, the the Scottish heritage, the Irish heritage, you are a dock city. I get it. There is an edge. There's some fucking sharp cats in Liverpool. There are also some fucking morons that have been told, "Hey, you're very funny in Liverpool." Yeah, yeah, I am very funny. And when I go to comedy, I fucking like to tell them what I think. Jesus <laughs> Christ. At least in Preston, when you play to fuckwits like, yeah, we're fuckwits, we'll just keep quiet. Look at this guy. He can tie his shoelaces and everything. He's amazing. <laughs> they give him a microphone, which is like magic talking wand. In Liverpool, you're playing to 200 people, man, woman and child going, hey, yeah, you're all right, but I'll tell you who's fucking really funny. Everyone in my family and friend group. <laughs> so better fucking tune it up, la. <laughs> Oh, that goes for a lot of the people listening to this going yeah 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 nice one but I am funny so because I know it's your home city but I think it's why there's so many good Liverpool comedians I think if you can play Liverpool and nail it you're a good comic see I think it's I think with Liverpool I think you get a minute you get like a minute or two and if you nail it in that first minute or two you'll have the best gig you've ever had because they're like, oh, he's dead good. It's sound. But if you get past that minute or two and you haven't started to deliver properly, then people turn off because they're like, this is my only night out this month, dickhead. I've paid 18 quid to get in here, you daft fucking southern cunt. Glasgow. Make me laugh. Glasgow's very similar. Newcastle can be very, very similar. At the Edinburgh Festival, I think you honestly have 40 minutes. 45 <laughs> I've watched some Edinburgh shows where it's middle class people going with being very supportive of the arts we've come to the fringe and um, uh, yeah we've we've honestly we've taken a few chances um, we do love Robin Ince and we've seen a young comedian a very funny a joke smith uh, he's on he's on the up he's called Gary Delaney so we've taken a chance <laughs> on him and then we went to see a show on something called the Free Frange? I don't know what it was. It was really exciting. And and we didn't laugh for the first 48. But then when they did three callbacks towards the end, we really guffawed. Like, that's the polar opposite end of the spectrum. Liverpool, I've honestly, I've seen crowds turn on, like, the second syllable out of someone's fucking mouth. Like, it's so, so quick. You can lose people so quick, same as Glasgow. And it's the working class thing of, like, yeah... I'm from a hard place, mate. 
and you're get you're are you getting paid for this shit? Because I work my nuts off. So you yeah. better be fucking good if you're stood on that stage and you're taking my money, essentially. I remember doing Baby Blue in Liverpool with uh, Danny Ward, who's a dead good London comic. And uh, he went, oh, I'm going to tell him I'm from Plymouth. And I went, why? And he went, because, oh, you know, Liverpool, they, they don't like Londoners, do they? I was like, mate, we don't like any Southerners. Plymouth's no better, you that fuck. No, also, also the mis the, that's misinformation. In his head, he's like, this will get me out of it. <laughs> if you walk on stage in Liverpool and you go, I'm from Preston, you are from 27 miles away, and everyone in Liverpool goes, oh, he's he's a retard. <laughs> so it's fine. It's not a, it's not like everyone else is fine. In Liverpool, there's people that don't like each other in Liverpool. It's not like, oh, well, where are you from specifically? There may be a few. If you walk on in Liverpool and go, I'm from Preston, like, like yeah, nice one. <sighs> where, where does... Where, if you're gigging in Liverpool... Where's going to give you the pass? Where, where's the the place you most want to be from to get like an easy start? If you're not already from Liverpool? Yeah. Um, I reckon Newcastle. All right, okay. I reckon, New, I reckon Geordie. I reckon there's a bit of a sort of affinity between Geordies and Scousers. Yeah. Yeah. He's all right. He's a fucking Scouser. You know so what basically, I mean? like, the other city with a speech impediment. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, da, hey, you, hey, yeah, fucking quality, you mate. Oh, cheers, me, your fucks very much, like. <laughs> ah, we've got a lot in common, like. If we could just fucking make out what the fuck each, each one of us was here, like. <laughs> and basically, if you're Irish, you can just gig everywhere and everyone thinks you're the fucking. Oh, all right, then, I'm from fucking Ireland. Everyone's like, oh, amazing. Isn't sexy and nice accent? <laughs> I'd love to be Irish. <laughs> If you could pick black, any black American, black American, yeah, is that what the question was? Of course, fuck, no. come on, look at me. Well, you didn't let me finish. Oh, well, you didn't let me start, really. Um, <laughs> yeah, but that's that's your white privilege. What? Sorry, go. On. You've got to pick a nationality that is a not white and b not English speaking. <laughs> Where would you like to be from? Traditionally, like traditionally English, not white. Not the first language. Right. You've got to be careful with that. A nationality that's not white. Easy, Adam. Easy. Um, and what do I have to do with it? Just live my normal life now? Be a comedian? Um, no. I'd love you can to. be a comedian if you want. I just want to know where you I want to be I would love to be an African comedian. <laughs> yeah, but Africa's not a country, so you need to pick a specific one. Nigeria. Okay, is that what you want me to say? Oh my god, did I tell you ever when I saw MC Africa Zulu for the first time? Um, you're gonna have to contextualize what MC Africa Zulu is right. because without it, it looks like a racial slur. Okay, and listen, I know it's not. listen, listen, <laughs> it's very on point with the conversation. I haven't just gone extreme old school racist. <laughs> you're asking me what nationality I'd like to be and I said Nigerian and I remembered I have seen a Nigerian comedian this is eight or nine years ago doing Beat the Frog <laughs> this guy now he's a lovely lovely man decided he's from Nigeria moved over here a few years before has seen some stand up and thought I really like stand up I'm from Nigeria I'm going to give it a go at the time he was about 30 he decided to call himself, and I shit you not, MC Africa Zulu. 
which is a bit like me trying to do a gigs in in Nigeria calling me Whitey McWhiterson. <laughs> and his his first I saw maybe two or three gigs were amazing. And it was amazing because it was just to the point 10 years ago where young white audiences were getting aware of like what was politically correct and what wasn't. So at Beat the Frog on a Monday, there's a lot of students. So they're very like, oh my goodness, that's racist and that's wrong. And this is even more so now. So as a white bloke, when you're playing to those audiences, they're listening. You're like, you're older and you're not woke. And if you say something like that, that means we should try and cancel you, right? But they don't know what to do if someone is from an ethnic minority and they're very aware of it, but they're trying to be woke and then they something they say something out of order and they're like, oh my goodness, this doesn't compute. They're like a robot that starts like fucking malfunctioning. <laughs> like, um, this isn't woke, except you are from an ethnic minority. MC Africa Zulu. I saw his name on the running order and it was a young, very studenty audience that night. Sometimes we get actual grown-ups. They were all 19, 20. It was a night of the young woke. He, I saw his name on the list and I was like, this is going to be amazing. There's two ways this is going to go. One, it's going to be a guy from Africa who is mental and that's how it worked out. Or it's going to be the most racist guy blacking up, doing a character <laughs> and I'm going to be on the news and comedians for years are going to be like, Dan, were you there the night that guy blacked up and did that character? I'd be like, yeah, let me tell you the fucking story. When a guy called Keith from Wigan went, fuck it, I'm called MC Africa Zulu. So we get about six or seven comics in. It's a non-eventful night. And then MC Africa Zulu comes on. And I, I you know, there's times in stand-up where you naturally smile because you're having such a good time for all the wrong <laughs> reasons. Sometimes yeah. I beat the frog. There's 10, 12, 13 acts on. And you can be a bit like, fuck me. It's like a factory just churning out bellends <laughs> that night. There was this like the same laugh and the smile I've got on my face now. I was like, oh my God, this is going to be amazing. I sat on the edge of my seat. I was like, I want, I want to drink in every second of this. I was like, ladies and gents, please welcome on stage MC Africa Zulu. And I audibly heard less applause <laughs> as a load of little fucking snowflakes nearly shat themselves just on the comedian's name. He walked on and he did not let me. He went, hello, my name is Africa Zulu. <laughs> I'm from Nigeria. Then... He started doing stand-up. I don't... He's obviously not watched loads of it. He'd obviously watched a bit of stand-up and gone, right, what are you doing comedy is you just take the piss out of, like, you know, so if you watch Manchester comedy, they'll take the piss out of Scousers, and in Liverpool, they'll take the piss out of Mancunians. He must have seen some of that. So he's like, oh, that's what I'll do. But I'm not from either of those places. I'm from Nigeria. <laughs> so he started ripping Ghanaians, and it was... <laughs> It was the most... It was like he'd taken the script of that Mancunian Scouse banter and just changed Manchester for Nigeria and <laughs> Liverpool for Ghana. He was like, you're not with Ghanaians, I like. Oh, they are so stupid. You see a Ghanaian and they're like, hello, I'm from Ghana. <laughs> the, I'm not joking. The crowd had no idea what was going on. Some of them were laughing because they thought they should. Some of them were laughing at how ridiculous it was, and I think a couple of them were nearly in tears. You, and then he started, he kept doing it. This didn't just, it was like, Ghanaians are like this. Hello, I'm from Ghana. I'm so stupid. I'm from Ghana. And then he paused for a laugh. Then he started doing observational material, and I nearly 
fell off my fucking chair. He went, you know what it is like, which is a classic observation. That's like Michael McIntyre level of observation. He went, you know what it is like? I'm not joking, Adam. This is what he said. He went, you know what it is like when you are chasing a pig? (laughs) (laughs) And he paused as if the whole crowd would go, yeah, 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 we do. Yeah. He went, you're chasing a pig. You're chasing it all around the house. And you cannot catch the pig. And your wife is trying to catch the pig. And your children, they cannot catch the pig. And then he went, he looked at the audience. He went, how fast are pigs? (laughs) (laughs) And then he started building up. He went, you know what it is like. You know what it is like. You're chasing the pig and you cannot catch the pig. And you know what it is like. Your, your, Your cousin, he jumps on the pig. And that was the end of the bit. And the only laughter that in the whole club was me having a fucking <laughs> asthma attack because I was having it. Could it? It was funny because of the way he asked those questions. Like a group of 180 white student children would be like, "Yeah, pigs are fast." You're not it like your cousin, and he built it up with drama. Like you're not it like, and at the very end, your cousin he jumps on the pig. And I think I think he paused for a round of applause and he got bewilderment and it was one of the best things I've ever seen in comedy. Oh, fuck, mate. I can't believe I've just remembered that story. It's one of my favourite bits of stand-up ever. There's, um, in the early days of Hot Water Comedy Club when it was in the nightclub, there was a lad who used to come every week on his own, right? And he'd sit on the front row and he was quite a sort of... Um, Rodenty looking lad, greasy. <laughs> Rodenty. <laughs> you know what I mean, though. Lot. <laughs> With like greasy Shut long up. hair. Sorry, greasy long hair. Oh. And he'd just sit on his own on the front row all the time. His name, he, lovely lad. His name's Dave Murphy. Dave Murphy, and um, he sort of. He got to know all the comedians because we, we we were regulars. You know what I mean? We did the gig quite a lot. And then uh, one week he's like, I'm thinking about giving it a go. And we were like, fucking yes, mate. You should definitely give it a go. And he went on and he absolutely destroyed the place. He murdered, but for all the wrong reasons, right? Oh, and Jesus. the only bit I can remember, because we still quote this to the state, he goes, no, you know, you go to the public toilet sometimes, don't you? And like, there's a urinal, but then there's, you, you know, in the men's, there's cubicles as well. And uh, sometimes there's just a man just having a piss with the door open. And you're like, you know what, mate? Shut the door. There's gay rapists out there. And they're g- <laughs> There's gay rapists out there, and you don't know where they could be fucking anywhere, mate. They could be waiting for you in the toilet. Like, I hope one of these leaves the door open. You just don't know, do you? So, will you just shut the fucking door? Like, do you know what I love about observational comedy? It's it's when it goes wrong, it's so cringy and bad because at some point in his head, he went, Yeah, everyone must be thinking about gay rapists. <laughs> And and then beyond that, I also love the fact that at some point in a notebook, at one point in human history, he's written gay rapist question mark. 
Like at the same time, MC Africa Zulu wrote, "How fast are pigs?" <laughs> <laughs> and I fucking love it. I love it. Some me and Tony Carroll used to get told stand up, a lot of stand up going badly is so fun, isn't it? The longer That's you amazing. do it, That's the more. You... It's great. Yeah. Um, me and Tony Carroll used to get told off a lot. Tony, another comedian who started similar time to me, we used to just sit at the back of hot water getting drunk and watch the brand new acts just be absolute dog shit but t Tony's got one of those faces if he laughs you can't not laugh yeah, he's yeah, yeah. so inf do you know what I mean yeah. so like if someone did a I'd be facing the stage and Tony's sat right next to me and if someone did a shit joke I'd just hear from him <laughs> like that and then I'm gone then because I'm just like I know he's laughing and it's like being at a funeral you shouldn't be laughing at the shit stand up and the amount of times Binti had to come and tap us on the shoulder and go lads it looked really bad, you know. You're just laughing at people who are shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that makes that sort of makes it more fun. And it like it's like when you're at a wedding or a funeral. When you're at a yeah. funeral and you've got the giggles. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not like you know, like your 26 year old mate got knocked over. Like that's not. No one's like, <laughs> no, you're not meant to. I'm talking <laughs> about when it's great Aunt Mildred and you and your fucking sister are like like that it's funny because you're not allowed to like if you're just allowed to take the piss but there's something about that just watching someone get it so fucking wrong oh I love it I love audience members looking at me that's one of my favourite bits of Beat the Frog when you make eye contact with an audience member who could clearly chew their own face off through cringing <laughs> <laughs> they're literally trying to just fucking teleport anywhere in the world like get me out of here get me out of here get me out of here I'm like yes I feel alive were you raised Catholic I was actually raised Muslim <laughs> was you yeah assalamu alaikum so when I was the last time I'm on Ramadan now so. uh, of any sort you see it's weird that because my mum my my nan and granddad who raised my mum never religious never bothered about it my mum came back from school one day and went I'd like to go to church and my nan and granddad were like uh alright you can if you want and she went with friends of hers from school and was a Christian through all of her life and uh, she died at 45 and everyone else has lived quite long so that's you know that's on Jesus uh, so basically my mum was a Christian yeah. but she wasn't she found it herself and she didn't force it on anyone else so me and my sister my dad told atheists and everything but because during she used to go to to church we went with her sometimes and obviously we've ended up with family friends from the church so randomly in the last 20 years since she's died occasionally i have been to the church because i'm still friends with her some of her very close friends like my uncle robert goes to that church so i have been occasionally and I actually find it quite nice because it's a nice church, but I am a staunch atheist, like a card-carrying non-believer. The so only reason occasionally, I you mentioned laughing at a funeral. I went to my granddad's funeral last year, the first time I've been to church in years. And do you know, like, you, you're brought up with it, so it seems normal to you, religion. You know, if you raised... Like, I went to a Catholic school and a Catholic high school, so going to church, obviously... But when you could go away from it for a while... And then he's reading, you know, like, peace be with you. And then everyone in the room goes, and also with you. And if you were watching it with an objective eye, having never been in that situation, 
you think this is the most mental thing. That, it's so like stereotypical shit cult. It's, it's brainwashing. Exactly, brainwashing. Oh, fucking mental. Me and Jade were sat next to each other like, can you, did you remember it being this weird? And she was like, no, we both had like a proper shared experience of it. Peace be, and also with you. Praise be to the Lord. Praise be to him. It was so fucking weird. Hi, I, now, this is where, this is where you end up in like choppy water, but because a lot of the people I know who are Christians and are, have faith are some of the oh, nicest people. Okay. Sorry, are, are some of the nicest people I've ever met. Like, I don't, you know, like the idea of like, oh, Christians are this and that. That's like the social media idea of Christians. Every Christian I know is a fucking wonderful person. But the religion and education, I, and christenings, and I find it when any group or cult or business gets their claws into kids, you're like, oh, you're advertising to kids or like in, the influence on children. And then all of it, you look at our education system. That's something the Americans have definitely got right. Separation, separation of like state and church, like religion and, and education. How the fuck do they go hand in hand? That should be something that is completely left separate. Like if you're a person of faith, absolutely raise your children in your faith. How the fuck are kids being made to pray? I find that borderline sinister like heads i remember at school because i went to a c of e school a grammar school and it was strict uh i tried because uh, i was i was a little dick early on i was like is this bullshit i think this might be bullshit do you know my <laughs> mum's got uh breast cancer is this do i have to pray to a god that gave my mum breast cancer i remember trying not to pray towards the end of my school career i was like i'm i knew i was an atheist i'd i'd yeah. thought about it and at 15, you're convinced, aren't you? And I, I tried to, to not pray. And the most amazing thing is is not praying while 480 lads are praying. And it's you. I'll tell you what, the weirdest feeling. It's like sticking your head above the parapet in World War One. So you <laughs> try and kick and try and hold your nerve. Because I had balls, but I didn't have that many balls. Everyone's got their head bowed, fully bowed, and you're trying not to. So from literally being one of 480 knobheads, you are the only cunt with the head up. And I was like, I'm doing it, I'm doing it, I'm doing it, I'm doing it, I'm doing it. And I, I turned to see Mr. McNeil, the deputy head, and he just, the, the fucking piercing eyes, and he just went, without saying a word, but like mouthing it, he went, head down. <laughs> I was like, all right. <laughs> Jesus how intense is that this wasn't like the 18 fucking 20s this was like 50 20 years ago fucking sinister head down head pray down. pray to God right believe in God or I'll fucking bollock you like oh uh, you down are. work the shaft <laughs> <laughs> oh my god fucking grim oh have, a, have you prepared a middle section today? Because we need to have a word from our sponsor at some point. Yeah, yeah, let's have a word from our sponsor. <laughs> head down, Adam. Head down. <laughs> Jesus, you're so big. 
Now then, lids, I want to tell you about Trans Alloy Wheels Limited. Alloy wheel refurbishments, car bodywork, and customization services in Leeds and throughout West Yorkshire. Basically, these guys can sort your wheels out. And if you listen to this thinking, well, I'm not like a boy racer, I'm not that bothered about my car. Mate, I drive a Volvo, and after the fucking Rona, I'm going to these guys at Trans Alloy Wheels Limited when I'm gigging in Yorkshire, and I'm going to get them to sort out the alloys that are all scuffed up and fucked on my Volvo V40. So even if you've got a sensible dadmobile or you've inherited your nana's banger, soup up the wheels, get them sorted. If you park like a bell end, get them tidied up, make them look smarter. Go the full hog, get them jazzed up, get them glitzy, get them gold. Just live your life through your alloy wheels. They can add value to your car and make it look fucking smart. They use the same techniques as the biggest car manufacturers and they offer powder coating, diamond cutting, painting, new tires, acid stripping and shot blasting, tire fitting and removal. They do car body repairs and they have a pickup and delivery service. They also do insurance work. These guys have got amazing reviews online. Come and get your wheels souped up, changed and refurbished. And this is the best bit. All Have A Word listeners will receive 25% off everything. I'm going, I'm getting my saving. These guys are amazing. Trans Alloy Wheels Limited. Get them on Facebook, Insta, online, the lot. Nice one, lids. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling triggered. It must be Have A Word with Adam and Dave. John Jesus had a big day. (laughs) (laughs) No. Why? Because he wouldn't have done any of that shit if he had. <laughs> no one with a big, no one with a big dick is going forty days and forty nights without pussy. No, but like, do you reckon? Like, he was magic one. He was like, his his days dead and brown. And I reckon if he could like feed five thousand people, he can also sort of give himself some extra wang. Right. If he can spread the fish, he can spread the dick. Uh, I see. I see the joke, right? But I'm not here for you know. I'm not here for jokes. I'm here for genuinely thinking about whether <laughs> Jesus of Nazareth had a fucking weapon, and I don't think anyone with a dick that big could be bothered being crucified. I think you'd just be too busy banging fucking old Bethlehem puss puss. Yeah, but you you say that as if like he he chose to be crucified. Yeah, and he was Jewish. They're not well known, are they? Mate. Yeah, so they will have put a bit of his dick off. <laughs> Mate, if he was Jesus of Sierra Leone. <laughs> <laughs> so are you doubting Middle Eastern dick length? Mate, if he was Jesus of fucking Somalia. It, do not Google, did Jesus have a big dick? No, I'm going to Google average dick length in the Middle East. What Middle Yeah, all right, fair enough. But the thing is, that doesn't count because they're not his people. He was the Jews left the Middle East. Average dick in Israel because he's a Jew. Jesus was a Jew. So the biggest dick in the world is apparently in the Congo, seventeen point nine centimeters on average. Centimeters. Centimeters. Yeah. All right. The Congolese. It's one of those weird racial stereotypes, isn't it? That you, that obviously it is racism, but it's one of those racism like, oh God. You can- on average in, in the Congo, they have a seven inch dick. God, I need to check my heritage. I must be from the Congo or something. Mm. 
Democratic Republic of Israel. So, average penis size. What are the Israelites saying? Four. What website? Five and a half. All right. What website? The same as the UK. What website are you on? AverageDickLens.com. AverageDickLens.com. All right. Are you going to bookmark that for later? Oh, they had it bookmarked. <laughs> I just think it got up so quick. Oh, God. Did you Do you have what? any bookmarks? Do you have any websites bookmarked? Yeah. Do you really? Yeah. Like what? Gmail, Facebook. I'll do them in order. Gmail, Facebook, Twitter, NatWest, a calendar, uh, my website, YouTube. A calendar? <laughs> yeah. Can I tell you why? Yeah. No, let me finish and then I'll tell you. YouTube. YouTube convert because I love pulling stuff off the internet. I'm going to go dick fuck. Um, a photo editor, which is how I do all the Twitter, this episode is this bullshit. Uh, then some porn. I've actually got a fucking bookmark on some porn. <laughs> That's so fucking lame. Then, then Podbean for the webs for the po- podcast then patreon then dropbox then it starts getting fucking tenuous then uh something from ebay then my sky account then fiverr and then some random twitter thing that i've bookmarked but i have bookmarked some like shit i've i've bookmarked shoes that i liked it's like i come back to that it, i've that's a terrible bookmark i don't bookmark anything i find it's it just, weird it's efficiency do. It's things you use regularly. They're just there on the toolbar. Yeah, but don't you fucking doesn't like if I put the letter G into my search bar, Gmail's the first thing that comes up anyway. Yeah, well, if I press with my finger without pressing a keyboard on my Gmail, I don't. I'm missing out a G. <laughs> it makes sense. You can't tell me that toolbars don't make sense. Some of the bullshit I've got on it is terrible. And also, can I tell you that porn is the picture porn. <laughs> I've just realised what it is. Let me press on it. It's the fucking picture porn. Oh, yeah, you're one of these fucking still wankers, aren't you? I kind of like it. Oh, dear, let's turn it off. I've had a beer. How's your bevies going? I've finished that one now, and I can't bother going downstairs. Uh, How are you doing today, Adam? Because you seemed a little bit tense when we were having a little chitty chat before. Have you had a bad day, relatively? I just, I, I had a, a stressful one in the shops. I had to go and do my big shop and Carl's mum's big shop. And yeah. as there was chocker and I literally had to queue from like the main road that the Asda's on Ugh. to get into the Asda because it was that busy for the queue. Fucking shite. Why are you doing it on Saturday? I'm not trying to annoy you. Why are you doing it on Saturday though? Because that's when she asked me to go. Yeah. Okay. Cool. 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 <sighs> I'm not trying to bug you. I'm not trying to bug you. I, I, genu- I know it was one of them annoying questions. This is this is that's the kind of question that you ask your wife or partner, and you're like, I shouldn't ask this, but I'm going to be annoying. Like we're spending more time together talking than me and Laura, are, so I was like, oh god, I'm going to piss off my little pod bay. <laughs> what um, do you got for me? All right, boss. I told you I needed this on my desk, boss. Tuesday morning. It's Saturday, motherfucker. It better be finished. What you got? Matt Tobin, thank you for your little would you rather. We're going to... Uh... Oh, excuse me, I just burped. We're doing a quick would you rather. Would you rather? 
Adam Rowlett, richoffslavemoney.com. Give up bread, i.e. sandwiches, pizza, donuts, ETC, or give up potatoes, i.e. roasties, mashed crisps, chips. Would you rather? If you had to give up one, what would go? The dough or the fucking stodge? Oh. Oh. Sorry, couldn't help it. I'd rather give up my firstborn child than either of them. All right. Well, as you haven't had a firstborn child, <laughs> think of your next food, baby. Um, what would you rather? I'm telling you now. I'm telling you now. I love both. But I'll be so fucked. Hard. I'll be fucked if I'm giving up pizza. I don't think I could give up pizza. I oh, think... I could give up pizza. Oh, I just love pizza so much. Sandwiches, toast, roast potatoes, chips, no, jacket potatoes, hash browns, potato rosties. Oh, do you like hash browns? Yes. Oh, they're just bre- they're just fat breakfast chips, aren't they? No, I'm I'm giving up I'm giving up potatoes because you can have bread with more stuff. Right, good. There was no uh, joy or comedy in that. That was just no. It was that awful. Was just, that was that was literally just Adam. You took Adam psychologically to the edge there, and we talk about he literally four minutes ago said, "Do you think Jesus had a big dick?" And we reveled in that. If you potentially in his hypothetical take away bread or fucking potato based fat he's like you, you've really t- this is awful you've upset me nasty bit. talking about your next born child this is from Charlie Cowell of Trans Alloys word up um, would you rather have your next born child be born invisible or have your next born child be blind for its first 18 years of life <laughs> <laughs> this, this, I don't I don't know why. How? How, when you're fucking sprucing up alloy wheels, do you think of that complicated a, ha- a would you rather? Would you rather um, have your child I'd, be born I'd, invisible? I'd have child invisible because then I could just put clothes on it and I can still see the clothes. Boom. Yeah. Bath time would be a cunt, though, wouldn't it? <laughs> On a night, on, on a on a paint the kid. I can still see the paint on a, on a summer's day. Yeah, you having a nice time in the garden? Yeah, I am. Little me, me and little Vincent. Vincent, he's in the. I think he's in the garden. Vincent, like the fucking predator. How sinister would that be? Having a little I'm version of you, like the fucking predator, coming out of the. Oh god, I'm just gonna paint the kid. Right, get the gloss out. Paint the kid. You what, can still see the paint. What color? Black. <laughs> You're going to paint your child black. Yeah. That's not reparations. <clears throat> hey, here's a question for you. Oh, right. finally. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm drunk. You know, if, you, if you could choose, right? <laughs> what, what are you laughing at? I'm, I'm drunk. I've been holding it together really well. 
<laughs> but just when you went, I've got a question for you. And I went, finally. <laughs> In my head, that was hilarious. Oh, gosh. I've been really holding it together because I knew you'd not had that much to drink. I'm fucking steaming. Right, go on. <laughs> How fast are pigs? <laughs> if, um, if you could choose the ethnicity, ethnicity of your children, but they're definitely still yours, so you and still Lauders as well. Yeah, Congolese. You and <laughs> can have a little Chinese baby if you want, but it's still yours. What? What would you choose? Do you want a white baby, a black baby, an Asian baby? Right. Or the other Asian? You're very race based today. What happened in the queue at Asda? If you if you've been part of something like have you been part of a hate crime? Because you're very you're very <laughs> you're very race based. Uh yeah Scandinavian You'd have a Scandinavian kid Yeah Why? Oh, I'd want a Chinese one me Chinese is the cutest babies Chinese Why so you could get your accounts done Oh Dan Come on <sighs> What the what, what What kind of racial stereotype is that? I don't know The Chinese people are good accountants I've never heard that before. That's the weirdest racist comment I've ever heard in my life. It didn't make sense, did it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what Just the you know the, the fuck you know what the fucking Welsh are like. Good with money. What? <laughs> oh, Argentinian. Oh yeah, Argentinian. Always turn up and try and do your garden on the fucking cheap. What? <laughs> Paraguayan. You killed Christ, eh? <laughs> I'd want a, a Chinese baby that morphed into a black teenager and then um like an Arab man. <laughs> if I, if I, I don't choose. I am drunk and I don't know what to do with that information. This is how my drunk comedy file of facts head worked. It went, let's just check through what we can do with that. Adam's he's potentially being playfully racist. Uh, I think he's all over the map and I'm drunk. And uh, even though everything we've said on the podcast is slightly worrying for my future career, I'm still not touching that with a barge pole. All right, Adam. <laughs> I don't think you should play that when you're trying to adopt. <laughs> all right. Hey, listen. Hey, come in. Hey, la. No fucking about, hey, Jade. It's not even that she's infertile. She won't fuck me. Right. We want a little shit. We want a little Vincent. We're going to call him Vincent. I don't mind a yellow one. I don't mind a brown one. Whatever. I'm just not paying full whack. I'll rescue a child. Like, like at the fucking pound. I've got, I've got a rescue child. I'm a good Christian. Go on. Have you got any more for the middle section? Yeah. Awkward sex story from Chris. Armistead Carmack-Cargan. All right. Name. <laughs> Hi, Adam and Dave. Got an awkward sex story here for use. For use. Fucking. Shut up! And it happened not too long ago. I was staying over at my bird's parents' house for a weekend, staying in my girlfriend's bedroom. Usually, I like a good sleep in on a Saturday morning. However, given the situation of not shagging for over a week. We got a bit frisky quite early in the morning. Oh, morning bonk. How are you with the morning... I'm just pausing the tape. How are you with the morning bonk, Adam? What's your th what's your thinking? Um, I don't mind it. 
I prefer a nighttime one. Jade prefers the morning now. Does she? Because mm, yeah. then she can shower it off and there's still hope in the day. <laughs> if she bangs you at night, she has to, the last thing she thinks about is your fucking little gorilla form. <laughs> Gorillas in the mist. <laughs> I'm a very graceful lover, actually. No, you're not. <laughs> I am. I don't think you are. I can't. I no, you can't be. I'll show you. I imagine you're a dreadful eater. I can't imagine you're a graceful lover. <laughs> do you know? Um, do you know? This is. I'm. I'm really off the rails here. I think you can tell a lot about the trauma a person has been through by how they eat food. Right. Okay. I the think floor is yours. The the reputation the the relationship you have with how you consume your energy the words of Dan Nightingale do not represent the the, the thoughts of everyone on the Have a Word podcast Adam Rowe is completely unliable for anything Dan Nightingale says sorry carry on I've I've seen Jim Jeffries who is now a very very famous comedian in America eat a fucking chicken tikka wrap near a comedy club in Newcastle we nipped out for some food this is years ago when I was starting out and he was gigging there it's one of the most frightening things I've ever seen. It was like a wrap that they'd split in half, just like you'd get at any coffee shop. And you just, what are you meant to do? Like, you just eat it like a f sandwich. And he's like, he's jittery anyway. He's like highly strung. So he's shaking a little bit. And it was like someone had said, listen, your mum's being held hostage. Just wolf that down. And then we've got to go and save her life. It was like he tried to fuck his own mouth with this chicken tikka wrap while he was shaking the shaking made it more sinister and he's just naturally jittery person full of caffeine and fucking re regret and he smashed it into his own face and ever since then he has been gone on to what has he got four net this is a guy who i started out just a couple of years behind he's had four net netflix specials he's got his own show on network TV in America and I never feel jealous of his success because I've seen the cunt eat. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> like, there's some comedians I look up to and I'm like, God, if I could only just get to where you are. And I look at him and I'm like, yeah, but you eat like a fucking murderer. <laughs> what um, do you eat like? You all prim and proper? No, not at all. But I don't think anyone would see me consume a meal and think that's a hate crime. Uh, I, I now see. I'm a big fan of the morning bonk. Apart from the breath thing, apart yeah. from the, uh, no one's kissing on a morning bonk, are they? Just go and brush your teeth first. Well, no, but that you know the whole rolling over and just being next to a beautiful woman, and she's there and she just smells the musk of the night. <laughs> yeah, but the musk of the night smells like you've got <laughs> up in the middle of the night and gone for a dog shit pussy. <laughs> It's a bit like it's the closest it's you'll ever get to having sex. sex it with is. A... Oh, that does something for me. <laughs> bonk away, darling. Come to me in bed, please. Don't waft the sheets. I have farted several times in the night. I mean to have you, madam. I re I think it's the closest I'll ever get to having sex with a prostitute because they know. You know, Laura's like, "Don't kiss me." I'm like, "Yeah." I um, woke up once. Um, Jade had gone to work and put Matt the monkey in the bed, and I tried to fuck Matt the monkey. It's not funny. It's just frightening what you said. It's not funny. And look, look at me. You can see my face. There's no joy there. 
That's one of the most <laughs> awful things you could say to a I've seen that massive cunt monkey. <laughs> that fluffy fucking nightmare. Oi, you're living with a mental... Do you know me and Jade have always got on and she's always like me? You need yeah. to get the fuck out of there. This is this is not a podcast anymore. This is an intervention. She'll kill you and wear your skin. Where are you going? Oh, he's gone to get the fucking monkey. Oh, oh he's humping the monkey. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, oh. This for graceful. No, 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 Adam. His face fucking the monkey. <sighs> Sit yourself down. And Hi. imagine if I was to tell you, Adam, that that was the peak of your career. <laughs> <laughs> That's as good as it gets. Anyway, Christopher. Christopher, long name. <laughs> staying over. <laughs> Let me start again. He's staying over. Bird's parents' house for the weekend. Uh, he likes a lion on the Saturday morning. He'd not seen her for a week. They hadn't shagged in a week. Young, horny. Horny. It's about 7, 7.30. Beth, his girlfriend, his parents, her parents, Beth's parents, had failed to tell them that the Sky Man was due to come in and set the sky up in all the bedrooms in the house first thing that Saturday morning. Having turned up a bit early... My partner's dad decided to come up and wake us up to get us out of the room because the Skyman had arrived. They're <laughs> banging without knocking... Oh, Dad, what you doing? What you doing, Beth's dad? Without knocking, he burst into the room to see us banging. He caught me balls deep in his daughter. Her immediate reaction was quite naturally to cover herself up. So she pulled the entire duvet over herself, which left me completely stark bollock naked, leaving me lying on my back, fully erect. Her dad, <laughs> completely in the room, frozen, staring at both of us, but mainly my naked dick and balls for about, and he, he, he reiterates this, 30 long ass seconds. 30 seconds is a long fucking time it, in that situation, man. <laughs> the thing is, though, if you're completely naked and erect and you've just been banging some guy's daughter and they're stood there, it could have been five seconds, but that's going to feel like <laughs> half a semester in it, essentially. <laughs> Apparently, the dad made a kind of whelping noise <laughs> and eventually Beth screamed, Dad, get out! With all of this going down, the Skyman still needed to come into the room. To top off the awkwardness, me and Beth had to sit in the living room with her mum and dad until the Skyman had finished doing what he was doing. You've been caught shagging a bed. You've got a daughter as well now. That could happen to you one day. That'd be horrible, that, wouldn't it? No, I think I'm too savvy for that shit. If she's banging... She's banging. I hope she's gay. <laughs> I do. I hope she's gay. Why? It will make me seem so progressive. I, actually, my daughter's actually gay. I would love that. I would love that. Oh, and this is my daughter's partner. Rihanna, or whatever. <laughs> the Rihanna in your head no, as well, isn't it? No, not the Rihanna. Well, that'd be nice. A little bit of money. 
But uh, yeah, I hope she is because I just I know what dirty little lads are like, like little fucking like fanny ferrets, aren't they? I've been writing a new bit of stand up about this about someone saying they hope their child's gay and me talking about how selfish that is. <laughs> have I? Have you genuinely written this bit? Yeah. Go on. No, you can't do it because you're going to be doing no, no, no. it. No, 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 I'm not doing that. But yeah, about how how much harder it is for gay people. So. It's very selfish for you to just want to be uber woke and be like, no, no, I'd, I'd actually like it. You wouldn't, because you'd be going to the school every five minutes when someone's thrown fucking apples at them and called them a faggot. Okay. <laughs> gay, gay kids get bullied, don't they? I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm not saying I, I'm advocating for it. It's horrible, but it happens. So it would be better for you and your child if they don't have to go through that. Wow, that is the least woke thing you've ever said. I don't think you can comprehend how sexuality will not register for Etta's generation. By the time she's at school, hang on, what year is it now? 2020. She's going to be she's going to be working her sexuality out in like 2030, 2032. Mate, I think that kind of abuse will be archaic to them. I honestly think the shit you are a fucking lunatic if you think kids are just going to stop bullying each other. Bullying is always going to be yeah, there. Yeah, but she's not going to school in West Derby, is she? <laughs> Shut <laughs> up! <laughs> Do you think Chester's going to be better? I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you, man. I think you're you're seeing that through the prism of your school. I think that's how you're seeing it. I don't oh, it's think all schools. Are you sending us to private school? I'm not. I'm just saying. I'm just. I mean, Chester schools are essentially private schools. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't think you're seeing that. How kids into? I just don't think because I think you're, you're being an old very white guy. Naive. You're very naive, Daniel. That's what you are, mate. You're a naive person, and I don't like. It's not a good look on you. This naivety, mate. You need to fucking drop it. Oh, really? You just shouted faggot on a podcast and I need to drop the naivety. <laughs> no, I, in context, I used the, the F word. Mate, the fucking... Ow. No, no, you, you, you need to drop this naivety. It's not a good look. Anyway, back to my bit. <laughs> I'm not calling anyone that word. I'm saying gay people will get called that word by dickhead bullies in school. All right, cool. Yeah, let's have a word from our sponsors. <laughs> do you love podcasts? Have you always wanted to do your own, but you don't know how? Well, here at Lightwork Studios, if you've got an idea for a podcast, then we want to record it and record it well. Whether you're doing your first podcast or you've been doing it for years, we think all podcasts should look and sound as good as possible. And with prices starting from £30 an hour, we are by far the best priced professional podcast studio in London. We've got three HD cameras, six top-of-the-range mics, and a sound technician on hand to make sure that all you have to focus on is talking. We can have the recording edited and sent to you the very same day. Find us at lightworkpodcasts.com so we can help record your next podcast. Send in your questions and suggestions to haveawardpod at gmail.com. Let's crack on with this nonsense. It's time for have a word with your friends or your family. Just tell us 
have it been a cunt and we will try to make things better hey that wasn't bad was it that was really good actually well done got a, a little short one a little shorty first of all can I say I need to I want to stop a word with all the fucking wasps and insects they keep coming into my house and they're doing me <laughs> That's not the that's not the one that's been written in. But wasps and insects are doing my fucking tits in, mate. They're driving me dog mad. My dog's running all over the house trying to chase flies. And every time I'm playing FIFA, I'm just about to score and I get a little buzz in the in my ear and it fucking puts me off and it's doing me nothing. It is a beautiful little fuck you from God or whoever created this like absolute madness of that is life. Like, you know, the winter is absolutely brutal. It's cold, it's dark, and you're like pissed off and you're dying for summer. And then it's beautiful, it's warm, and you're out in the garden. And then all of a sudden, there's loads of little fucking sky vermin, like, like trying to sting you, bite you, fly around you, eat your food. Oh, beautiful irony. So, yeah, wasps and insects need to fuck off. But Wasp, here's the actual solution. Hi lids, have a word with people who think this shutdown is just an excuse to be fat and lazy. If anything, you've got more time than ever now, so you've got no excuse for not working out. You should be coming out of this lockdown in a much better physical and mental state than the one you entered it. That's from Liam via Twitter. I totally, Liam, I totally agree. Before uh, Adam jumps in, I totally agree. Personally, I'm nine or ten pounds heavier. I'm drinking five times a week instead of one time every two months and I'm a fucking big fat jiggly disgrace but your point stands <laughs> how are you Adam how's your health kit going um, I've actually started today I um, I didn't eat for the first two hours after I got up and then I went to Chippy but yeah but you, you jogged there didn't you <laughs> No, 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 right, no. Hey, I am on a fucking... I'm, I'm doing upper body today because I got fucking <laughs> chips and gravy, but I got two orders, one bag in each hand, and I was fucking lifting them all the way. <laughs> That's upper fucking body, lad. Shut up. I, um, I think Liam needs to have a word with himself because shut the fuck up. We're all getting fat, mates. We're all getting fat. We're getting fatter. We're getting unhealthier. We're getting more anxious, more depressed. And we're coming out of this thing in a much fucking worse way than we were in. We're all going to be fat, depressed, anxious people. We're going to be a globe of fat, depressed. We're going to be a globe of Americans. That's what we're becoming. We're becoming <gasps> fat, anxious people. Sorry, like Jilly most Bean. of. So sorry, Jilly Bean. Go on. Excluding our fans over there. <laughs> Excluding anyone who <laughs> listens to this podcast in the States, who, by the way, we love. Yeah, you can't be telling people that they should be doing whatever. Just let people do whatever the fuck they want. Now, but that extends to if you want to go keto, shred, do weights, go jogging, go mental. If how you get through this is by discipline and dieting and cutting down and like, right, I'm going to come out of this in this shape. If that is what gets you to the end of the game, then you do that. But don't judge anyone who gets through, as long as you're not hurting other people or letting down the people in your house or in your life, right? Get through this. Now, I haven't been drinking loads at all in the last sort of six months, a year, or whatever. I am now boozing like a little fat booze hound because that's making me, A, a normal husband, 
dad, brother-in-law, and podcaster. And that's essentially my whole existence at the moment. That's fine. That's my little lane. As long as I'm doing... As soon as I get drunk to the point where I can't do this podcast and I'm letting you down, or I'm letting Laura down by not being a good dad, then it's a problem. Like, if I'm having fucking heart rhythm problems because I'm eating, drinking too much turbo shandy, then I've got to tone it down. But conversely, if I need to get fit, healthy... And it's like the people who get dressed up on a Saturday night for no reason in a lockdown. If that makes them feel good, then let them do it. But don't be a cunt because what works for you isn't what works for your neighbour or whatever. Just fucking let people run in their lane. And thank you to our new Alcoholic Anonymous there. That's Daniel. Round of applause for Daniel, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Cheers, everyone. Turbo Shandy's are going yeah. through. And Liam, fucking leg kid. If you want to get fit in that, go for it. But I'm getting fat as fuck, lad. That's what's happening. I'm actually going to go for a bike ride in a bit, probably. I'm not. Um, but I'm going to go. <laughs> <laughs> that was a very busy fucking conversation you just had with yourself. <laughs> fuck you, Liam. I am actually getting fit, but I'm not. I'm going for a bike ride, but I won't. But I've been touched. <laughs> but I touched myself. <sighs> oh, yes. Um... Uh, is that a pod is it and, uh, and it feels today's been a bit scattered hasn't it no can I tell you what's happened Adam you've had a very stressful day and I think yeah. this one's for you you've done very fucking well to turn up and do a job there because oh. I'm not I, I've said this before on the pod a couple of times me and Adam now are starting to know each other very well and we have a lot of to and fro on WhatsApp to make this happen. What we're very good at is going, right, Dan, you do that and I'll do this. So Adam does the have a words and I do the middle section. And, and then and I, and we try very hard not to be like, mate, what the fuck? And there's always natural points of like, oh, you can, can we do this or can we do that? And today I got a vibe from you. I could just feel the undertone of stress because we were already like, should we start at five? And you were like, mate, can we knock this back a little later? I was like, oh my God, Adam's having a nightmare. I think you've done fucking terrific. To A, deal with the fact that I've genuinely been pissed for four hours. <laughs> I mean the the absolute diatribe about my hometown that I was I was drunkenly desperately trying to defend the fact that I'm from a pretty boring town in the northwest and make it interesting while defending it and you still humoured me. You've done great, man. I think you deserve not a bike ride or what do a bike ride if you want, but just go and have a Saturday night, mate. I'll get this out on the internet and um, everyone that listens. And I know you've been listening hard. If you're up to this point, you've listened to a lot of this bullshit. We massively appreciate you. It's full on for everyone. Whether you want to get fit, whether you want to drink or eat fucking Domino's or the Chippy or listen to this podcast every fucking day, whatever gets you through, we appreciate you guys. We do. And we have, as always, got a little bit of a tune Cheer. to play us out. Today's band is called the Rivet City Band. They are at facebook.com slash Rivet City Band. Instagram is Rivet City Official. Twitter is Rivet City Band. And they're on Spotify and iTunes as well. This is their song, Foot Slogger. We'll see you on Monday. See you Monday, lads.
in silent rooms House by the motel, stress cartoons Joyless pair with years in the brig Tension in the air, a collection of sticks Burn down your fingers, burn down your field Burn it all down, you got a thing not feel Time is rising, you're older now, son Train with targets, not always with a gun This body's empty, shoot for your life We're all empty Just shoot for your life Cartoons, jealous pair with ears in the brick Tension in the air, a collection of sticks Burns on your fingers, burns on your fields Got it all done, you got a thing, no feel Time is rising, you're older now, son Train with tigers, not always with a gun This body's empty, shoot for your life For a fucking empty, shoot for your life So the day began I'm not a rebel, I'm a partisan Nights on mountain bikes, Ivy's girls and blokes. Yeah, they're out of ink, out of hope. Trying to do a service, just collect statements of all the relevant qualifications. They're plastic coppers, bits of fun. If only he could pull that gun, can't catch you when you try to run. Cause you're under arrest when the real cops come. Clocking off, they sag inside. They got teenage kids vasectomized. Tells the wife to dry those eyes. Kids inhaling insecticides. It's just a phase, hormonal jumps. They haven't talked to us in months. House feels like the Western Front. Table conversation Cause the shrink for observation Jay takes the call Far too late Tied the knot to seal a face